Welcome to the How to Find Your Purpose course from Plato University. If you're wandering around aimlessly in life trying to figure out what it all means, then this course is for you. Combining psychology and ancient wisdom with modern science and systems thinking, you'll learn to develop passions into purpose, find out who you really are, how to make an impact in this world, and finally feel a sense of fulfillment in your life. If you're ready to live a purposeful life and want to learn the skills to do so, join us at Plato.University for exclusive content and actionable exercises with every lesson. I'm your learning guide, Brandon Stover, and let's get started. We now understand that opportunities for purpose are available where responsibility has been advocated. So our next logical question is where has responsibility been advocated? In the previous lesson, we spoke about the different levels of community for which we reside. An excellent way to understand the problems that exist within those communities is to speak with the people of those communities. We want to understand the social structures for which we exist in. Because how do you expect to change a structure if you don't understand how it currently operates, what chaos it's holding back, why it operates the way it does, and the people who are operating within it? See, communities, social structures, they exist for a reason. Oftentimes, these people have gathered around certain values that keep the uncertainty and chaos of the world at bay. It allows them to function and progress forward as a group of people. And although they're not always perfect, because rarely is any single one of them ever going to be perfect, they're usually doing a pretty good job and have overcome a lot of challenges. So while you may think you know what's best in order to solve some large problem, you must first understand why they exist and what they're holding back. Because if you just rip them away, it opens the floodgates to all that uncertainty and chaos and often causes much more harm than good. And in fact, that spirit of creativity that you have to renew this order, this social structure, is only possible because the social structure has allowed you the freedom to do that. Its limitations, constraints, arbitrary boundaries, and the dreaded rules that they may have ensure that there's social harmony and psychological stability between the individuals within that community. So it's better to seek understanding from the people within that community first to truly understand what the problems are and ways that you can go about fixing them without tearing down the entire structure. Now there's a second reason that this observation is so beneficial. As an unintended consequence of observation and talking to different people within these communities, you will inevitably observe other purposeful people at work. People that are within these structures that are trying to change them and often aimed at a larger purpose than themselves. And these people are gonna be very valuable because they can serve as mentors, showing you paths to walk down. They can serve as peers and allies rallying to your cause when the time is right. They can serve as validation that you're not crazy when you're seeing the problems occurring within this space. And they can serve as inspiration to continue to prell you down the path of purpose. All of these are going to be invaluable, especially as you start observing these problems and seeing just how grand they are. So let's talk about the process for which you can start observing and communicating with the people within these communities. Our first step is going to be cultivating compassion and understanding for others. Here we're building our capacity for empathy, the ability to understand and care about others' feelings. This not only builds kinder communities, it's usually the force behind people's efforts to make a difference for others. Compassion is empathy coupled with the desire to alleviate suffering. One of the most effective ways to cultivate compassion is to hear the stories of others. See, when we just hear numbers and statistics about what's going on in the world, we're distanced from that actual suffering. 
but stories of individual people and how they have specifically suffered in their own lives ignites the empathy within you. You also want to hear the stories and narratives of people who have worked to end past atrocities and the ones who are succeeding at doing it so today. The stories of both the suffering and the people that are ending suffering are essential components for nurturing empathy that serve as the foundation for and lead to action. We also spoke about in the last lesson of understanding how our actions may be impacting others so that you understand the actions that you take and the solutions that you may want to put in place is changing people from their perspective. During this process, we're using the tools of perspective taking and perspective getting. Perspective taking is the capacity to identify and take on often conflicting points of view. It gives the ability for you to hold two challenging ideas in your head. The second tool, perspective getting, is the intentional process of seeking out others' perspectives to better understand a personal history, event, situation, or issue. By doing these two things, you're going to recognize and understand multiple perspectives in an increasingly diverse and global society. You'll be able to communicate respectfully across those differences and value and respect diverse beliefs and ways of knowing. So spend some time and go talk to other people within the communities that you want to change. Understand their stories, understand their problems, understand their suffering. Talk to the people that are trying to solve these problems. What's worked for them? What hasn't? How are they thinking about these problems? And what other problems exist that they're not already tackling? And this takes us to our second step, which is learning about the issues in your communities and at the world at large. Remember to the previous lesson that we want to start small with cleaning our own room first and growing bigger from there. Identify the problems that are within your household, within your neighborhood, and your smaller communities. And as you build more capacity, slowly expand from there and start observing some of the larger problems. As we grow larger, we can begin looking at some of the problems that are going on in the world. One of the easiest ways to do that is look at the problems that people have already identified. Do internet searches on topics of concern that you have that are in line with your interests and values. And watch videos, read articles, listen to podcasts, and check out different sources. Follow the stories about people and communities who experience harm and suffering within these different systems you observe. And this can easily be done by looking at local problems within your community, within no- local news sources or government websites, and then expanding to the larger global domain, looking at things like the sustainable development goals and the different global challenges that are happening around the world. And as you go through these problems, you're going to move into step three, which is identifying a problem of personal concern. What problems do you care most about solving? And how does that tie in with what you're already good at or what you love to do? How do these problems tie in with your existing passions or ones that you're starting to cultivate? You're trying to identify that personal fit between everything that we discovered in the last section in our exploration of ourself and how we can tie that to a global problem that's going on. I'll leave some links to several resources that you can go to that already have in-depth profiles about some of the major global challenges that are happening. My guess is that you're going to go through one of these and find deep connections about something you're passionate about and a problem that's occurring in the world. Now, when identifying a problem of personal concern, there's a few other things that you're going to want to consider. The first thing is, is your efforts may create the most impact if you work on problems that are neglected the most. When you first start doing your research, you're far more likely to stumble across the problems that are most widely discussed. And if they're most widely discussed, then they probably also already have a lot of people working on them. So all else being equal, the more effort that's already going into a problem, 
the harder it is for you to be successful in that area and make a meaningful contribution. This is due to diminishing returns. People take the best opportunities first. So once a lot of resources have gone into a problem, it becomes harder and harder to make a difference. On the flip side of that, though, there's a lot of people and resources and community in there that can help support you with that problem if that's the one you're personally passionate about. But if we start looking for the problems that are more neglected, there's more chance of finding low-hanging fruit, which are great opportunities to have a social impact that haven't already been taken and won't be quickly taken by somebody else. There are also probably large problems that enough peop- that there's not enough people working on that need more brain power. So the more that you can contribute, the greater impact you're going to have. The second thing you might want to consider is working on problems that will have the largest scale for you to make an impact. And that impact is going to be measured on how well you help others to live better lives. So based on this, a problem has greater scale, the larger the number of people affected, and the larger the size of the effects per person, and finally, the larger the long-run benefits of solving the problem. The third thing you want to consider is how solvable the problem actually is. There are plenty of people that are often working on interventions to solve problems without any evidence that they are actually doing any good. Unfortunately, there's a lot of government or charity programs out there that there's a high chance that they're having no impact at all. So before you choose a problem to work on, ask yourself two questions. One, is there an intervention to make progress on this problem with rigorous evidence behind it? And two, if not, can you test new interventions in order to learn about what works? If the answer to both of these are no, then it's probably best to find something else. However, there is a caveat to this. If the problem is so exceptionally big and being by neglected by a ton of other people because how hard it is, there's a good chance you want to focus on that problem, even if it doesn't seem solvable. Because the reality is that we probably don't have enough resources and brain power behind it to see if there's actual viable solutions. So this is a good opportunity for you to step into that field and tackle that problem. And the, finally, the last thing to consider is your personal fit. Look, you're going to be much more motivated to work on one problem rather than another. And that's extremely important too. So it's recommended to use your motivation as a tiebreaker between the most pressing problems you feel compelled to work on. So take all the things that we learned in the last section about discovering ourselves and see how it fits with one of these problems and use that as a guiding light for yourself. So for our activity today, get out there and start talking to people. Whether that's in person with an actual interview with people within your community or talking with somebody online, people that you feel like you may want to serve in the future and see what their problems are within their life. As you discover those problems, spend a little time researching on the internet, learning about the issues in those communities. And finally, go through the process of identifying a problem that you care about most, that you feel most equipped to solve and can have the greatest amount of impact for you and those around you. Thank you for taking the How to Find Your Purpose course. To get everything you need to develop your purpose, including advanced resources, personal coaching, and a community of passionate learners, then visit plato.university slash courses slash purpose and join us for free. Again, that's plato.university slash courses slash purpose. This course was produced by Plato University, where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at plato.university.